0: Welcome to the Estate Agents Podcast. Uh, this is the second and last section of the time that we spent with John McGrath. Uh, happy listening. Uh, please don't forget to rate and subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud.
1: Now I know that Stephen's got a question that he'd like to uh, drill down into with, uh, with regards to McGrath, so uh, I'll hand over to you, Steve. Thank you.
2: Um, John, I love being spectacular every day. Um, <laughs> you've got... 94 offices you've got two and a half thousand staff um, you've got seven trainers um, you've obviously got a lot of people coming and 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 joining McGrath and wanting to join McGrath Um, but when a new agent actually does join McGrath what's your induction process for them
3: so Steve we've got a combination of of, uh, face-to-face and technology driven so we think that as we grow geographically it's harder for our you know key people to be in every location, as you would understand. So um, we have um, every single month we have an induction face-to-face with all our new people in, in each of the major cities that we operate in, and most people are within a couple of our drive of there. So we want everyone to experience, if practicable, we want them to experience what it feels like to be a passionate McGrath team member. So we do that, but we also have a, a, now a growing and fairly extraordinary library of interviews, and video clips and and, and and videos in general of our people and sometimes like you guests and visitors as you guys are doing now and we um, we make sure we expose our people to that we hope we continue to expose them for life because that's not just something we want them to do when they start but, but forever and we're adding to that list every day so um, I think that happens I mentioned earlier that I do currently I'm actually doing twice a week webinar because the market's tightened up but generally once-a-week webinar where a whole company um, gets a video link. We go on a, a, through a platform called Zoom, which is like Skype. And uh, Troy and I, we talk for 30, 45 minutes about what we noticed in the market, um, some great – we do some interviews sometimes. We interviewed Peter Chauncey this week. Um, so we're, we're doing that as frequently as possible. Um, nowadays, again, there's no excuse for, for business managers or – ceos and principals because there are so many things like this wonderful platform that we're recording this on there's zoom and skype there's email there's group sms there's wechat there's there's a plethora of ways to keep in touch if you're prepared to do it but of course it comes back to process so as a as a business owner or as a principal you know what do you have i have all my leadership team on a on an sms like a wechat group so you know all day every day we're communicating with each other about you know who's in form who's off their game uh, what insights? What observations have we seen? We're sharing quotes. Well, I shared a, a YouTube clip a bit earlier today that I that I came across that I thought was great. So uh, I think it's like being in sales, you know, being in leadership. There's no excuse anymore. Once upon a time, you were somewhat limited by your budget and lack of technology. Now technology is no limit, and most of the technology you can access is next to next to nothing. In fact, you know, Zoom is free and Skype is free and so um, I, I think you've just got to, as a business leader, you know, you've got to be, when I started the company, my, my private goal, and I, and I didn't say it publicly for some time, although I did share it with my teammates, was to have the world's best real estate company. Because I thought, what's the point of starting an office in those days, a, a little office, unless you want to be best on the planet? And then why couldn't we be best on planet? Someone has to be best on planet. So what is that, what is that going to take? And, and when I started selling, I, I kind of had the same thing. I wanted to have, be the world's best real estate salesperson. Just starting with a lofty goal, I think, gives you so much better chance of getting close to it. Whereas a lot of people, they kind of start and I want to do okay. I'd like to do well. I'd like to make a good living. And those things, you know, they don't get you jumping out of bed in the morning. You know, whereas if, if your personal commitment is I want to be best on planet, You've got to be exposing yourself to the best information and finding the best people to speak to and going to the events and the conferences and listening to the tapes and podcasts. So um, I think you've got to start with a big goal that's exciting enough to get you fully committed. And then you've got to make sure you're across all the best information, which nowadays, as I said, is pretty easy. And then you've just got to do the work. You have to do the work. If you want to be a great Barrister or a great surgeon, you've got to do the work, you know just go to medical school or law school and and then finish. you know for the rest of your life, you're dedicated to advanced learning. and that's kind of for me in an industry with probably uh, for many years up until fairly recently wasn't committed to advanced learning. That was kind of one of the things that I think separated me was was really just you know I wanted to know every piece of dialogue, and still today in the morning at five thirty when I go for my forty five minute walk. I, I I'm listening to podcasts, and a lot of it's Tom Ferry, and it's podcasts like this one, like yours, where you're just listening to interviews, and I'm just fueling my mind, and I might hear something that I use three hours later in the lounge room, um, or, in a, or in a sales meeting, or in a, my webinar. So I just find it so exciting. It's it's not tiring. I find it's really exciting to kind of be in that zone. So anyway, I hope I hope that's some use to your listeners to kind of
2: you know, definitely. And you know what still shows is your incredible passion and enthusiasm and energy, and just wanting to um, continue to to learn even more, which is fa- which is fantastic. Um, Luke, I believe you've got a question now.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so, John, um, coming from from a business owner, obviously, when uh, regardless of whether or not you're a business owner, or a, a lister, a negotiator, a real estate agent. Um, That journey isn't always a smooth journey. You're going to have lots of ups and downs. And sometimes at those downs, you question yourself, am I doing the right thing? Um, Is this right for me? Um, And I think you alluded to it earlier that you even questioned yourself in the early days as to whether or not this was right for you to go into real estate. How do you keep yourself... Uh, focused and, and motivated to, to keep ploughing through those those brick walls that present themselves?
3: Great question Luke because this is an industry that's full of rejection just before I answer that though um, I actually think everyone listening to this podcast is self employed business owner, you, you may not have your name across the door and you may not think you own the business but I, I saw myself when I was a salesperson as the owner of the business, my business, my sales business and I knew if I treated it like that One day it would potentially be like that, and nowadays, you know, I guess depending where you work, you know, there's all sorts of different opportunities. But I think you've got to see yourself as a leader and a business owner. Um, Look, the the tough times. It's a great question because I think that is probably the number one thing that sees people leave this industry. Is this is an industry of probably more rejection than almost any other that I've ever observed or come across. So it's a never-ending. 24 7 365 activity to keep your mindset right so what, what are the things that float to the top of my mind number one is get rid of the negativity in your life so i don't watch the news i don't read the newspapers i get my information through twitter and through youtube and through podcast because it's the information that i want to um that i want to take on board every day so i work very hard to not let the negative things that happen. I mean, Dr. Fred Gross, who you guys have be across, he was at Eric last year and he's been my mentor and coach for most of my career, probably 25 years. And he said, John, what the Dow Jones Index did last night is none of your business. It's irrelevant. And if you're not a stock trader, don't listen to the financial news. Don't read the papers because bad news sells papers. So by default, the papers are going to print lots and lots of headlines that are going to put your mind and your soul and your brain and your energy in a bad space so that's really important that extends not just from news but it's also around people i mean i i make sure that i don't hang out in places and with people that i think it's going to have a negative impact on my energy um now you know you've got to reassess that and and a lot of people it's a tough call because they they might be thinking as they listen to this wow there are three or four people that are in my life that I see quite a bit of that are, I guess you'd call it the negative end of the scale. You've got two choices, I think, or three choices. One is you can ignore it and say, well, you know, I'll just keep seeing them. Um, Two is you can have a conversation with them that might actually be helpful for them um, around, you know, kind of I've noticed when we often have conversations, Luke, you know, they they often end at the negative end. And, you know, I think we occasionally sound like whingers, maybe not occasionally, maybe a lot, maybe we should, we should go some other place and, and we should you know, be something better than that. And some people I found that I did that in the early stages of my career and I lost some friends and, and some stuck with me and said, that sounds like a really great path. Um, well, the third thing is, you know, sometimes a tough call is you've got to cut some people out of your life and that may not be all the time, but it might be minimized. I mean, there's a couple of friends of mine that I don't want to cut out of my life, but I got to tell you if I see them once a year, that's probably enough. Um, and, yeah, you know, we occasionally might exchange a text, but I don't want to be seeing them every week because I know they're going to be a downer on my energy. So I think shielding that stuff and then the other end of that scale is filling your mind full of good stuff, um, which we've been talking about, you know, all different formats, audio, visual, written, books, magazines, what are the, what are the things, and good people. So you know it's inspiring sitting here, you know, with you guys, talking to you guys, and you know, when I leave, I'll go and talk to other good people that are also inspiring, and um, that kind of adds adds to you rather than subtracts from you. So I think that that's that's important. The other thing is just a shift in mindset. I have a what I think is a useful belief or an empowering belief, which is um, I don't have to win every every battle to have a great life and to have a great career. I just have to win enough. And so I understand that um, there are gonna be times when despite my best efforts and all my best preparation, a client will choose another agent. And I'm okay with that. If it happens too often, you know, I've gotta be starting to have a really good look at myself and my process and and how I'm presenting things. But, you know, if I go to 50 listings and I win 40, i I'm pretty satisfied with that. That's kind of like a run rate that I've run in my career at 80%. And that's worked really well for me. Same with buyers. You know, Sometimes you've got to show 50 buyers to a property to find the one that wants to make the right offer and take it off the market. So you can't get forlorn after your 12th or 15th buyer. You've actually got to realize that you keep going until you find the right chemistry and the right buyer and the right price and the right situation. So um, I think it's about a paradigm shift to realize that you will have good days and bad days. Uh, and even, you know, it goes, extends far as I think the bad days make the good days. You know, it's like the, you know, the bad weather days when the spring comes and the sun comes out, you feel amazing because you probably had a contrasting other days out there. So I, I think it's just a matter of how you see the world and then surrounding yourself with all the good stuff and removing the bad stuff.
0: No, I... Um... Yeah, that's um, really, really useful and some great um, tips uh, in there. And I like the fact of everyone, regardless of whether or not you are a business owner or employed or self-employed, you just need to see yourself as a self-employed business owner um, and and take the responsibility from there and get getting rid of all that negativity. So um, I know, um, Andy, you have a, a question that you've been waiting to ask. Uh, John, about what the future of uh, estate agency looks like. So I'll uh, hand it over to you.
1: Yeah, thanks, Luke. Um, Some real gold there, John. Um, I'm sure our listeners uh, will um, be be incredibly thankful. Uh, I'm furiously scribbling down notes as, as as we're off mic there. So what what you know? It's 2019. We've seen so many advances in the industry not just in the last 12, 24 months, but, uh, you know, going back further, decade, 15, 20, 25 years. 2019, what does the future in real estate look like for John McGrath personally and McGrath estate agents for the industry?
3: So a couple of trends, Andy, that we're we're seeing, well, I think the world of real estate is seeing. Clearly, there's a big shift towards technology and digital. So that's, you know, things like Rightmove or we've got realestate.com.au and there's, you know, sort of... uh, are in the States. So digital marketing, I think, will just continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and I think things like traditional print and other forms of uh, older-fashioned marketing will probably struggle at some point to, to have relevance in the market. I think so th- that, that's a wave that we're already aware of, but I think it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. I think on top of that, though, social media is becoming a more and more prevalent way of marketing yourself, your company, and your listings. So we're now um, spending on the majority of our listings, $500 to $1,000, just putting it through Facebook, looking, because we can now target. I can say, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, for me, here's the target market. If I can paint a picture of your three ideal buyers, this is what they look like, and then I'll describe those. And the beauty today is I can actually, through, through Facebook and social media, very cost effectively, I can put a small advertisement pertaining to your property On exactly those three people in exactly the postcodes that we know are interested in buying into this area, so it's very targeted. I mean, other forms of media, you know, newspapers, not so targeted because ninety-five percent of the people that are reading the newspaper are not looking to buy. We know statistically, at any point in time, there's a few percent that are looking to buy, and most that aren't. Whereas when I'm kind of looking for a specific um, target market in a specific code that that postcode area code that are that are looking to buy, that have two pets and have had a, had a child in the last 12 months, I can kind of define exactly what I want and I can find a way onto their Facebook feeds cost-effectively. So I think that's going to that's continue to be important. Having said that, I mean, a lot of the industry has said to me, or people in the industry has said to me, am I concerned about us all losing, losing our jobs? So here's my take on that. Um, who knows what's going to happen in 20, 30, 40 years, but for most people listening here, We don't have to worry that far in advance. We're kind of more interested in what's going to happen in the next decade. Uh, In the next decade, and I think well beyond that, this is a big transaction. People want um, trusted advisors and they want to be able to um, uh, speak. So the human element is really, really critical. So I I think despite technology playing a much bigger and bigger role, I think it's really – uh, it's a people industry going forward, so I think that's going to continue. So I think there are a couple of the areas um, that I think you know, people should be focused on, which is you know, technology, social media, um, and uh, you know, the way you can present your properties to a whole new market. We know it's a global market. You know, we can put a Paddington property on realestate.com.au and a minute later get a get an expat in London who wants to buy it. So. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's an exciting time. The other the other trend we are seeing though is bigger teams, and again, a slightly different the way we operate. But I think that teams are getting a bit bigger. I think you've either got to be highly niched, you've got to be very focused on a specific market and be adding a lot of value, or I think you've got to kind of uh, be able to leverage a larger. I think the middle bit, you know, the, the the companies that are kind of caught in the middle might struggle, but the really finely tuned niche players will will do brilliantly well uh, including agents as well as companies and i think those that have got good quality scale that can leverage their tools and can bring in better technology and training and learning and development will probably also be winners but it's that middle group which is a lot of the industry that i think needs to be a little bit careful because you've got to be adding value um you know there used to be a time when you had to ring an agent if you wanted to know what was for sale. Well, now you don't. Now you just go to the internet and you know what's for sale. So agents are got to work out what is the value they're adding nowadays. You know, they used to be able to tell people what's coming up for sale. Nowadays, the internet's doing that. Um, they used to be able to tell people what other properties in the area it sold for. Now there's a number of data providers that can do that as well to the consumer. So agents have got to be providing value add regarding community, value add regarding specific information regarding that property and that micro community that you're looking at buying into and in the neighborhood. And I remember reading recently, there was a, a US study that said, you know, one of the key areas people listed with an agent or a company was because they, they displayed a higher level of hyperlocal knowledge. So they knew more about what was happening in that village or town or neighborhood or suburb than anyone else that they spoke to so uh again that's just a part of doing the homework
1: i think that's uh, excellent advice and and certainly we we uh, trade in a in a very small market here um and and i find that it's quality versus uh, quantity um we we've certainly a very very hyper local very community orientated and and i know we place a huge emphasis on it Stephen, you've got a question for John. John, you, uh, you've you touched on it a lot this morning um, or this afternoon <laughs> where
2: you are. Um, you talk a lot about feeding your mind um, and listening to podcasts and um, YouTube videos and webinars. Um, Who are you listening to? Um, What are your top sources of learning? I know you mentioned Tom Ferry. Um, Luke and I, when we were over, and Eric have the pleasure of listening to Tom twice, Um, took an awful lot away from him. Um, And obviously, um, you know, we've got your podcast, the Million Dollar Agent podcast with um, yourself, Troy and and Tom, which is excellent. And I know a lot of UK listeners um, really enjoy and get a lot from it. Um, Who else out there, please?
3: Seth Godin I like a lot um, from a marketing aspect, especially for business owners, but I think for anyone. Seth Godin, G-O-D-I-N, I I, I find he he sends out a daily um, blog, and they're very short. They're often one paragraph, few lines. And he also does a a podcast. I think he's great to listen to. Uh, There's a guy called Michael Gervais, same surname as Ricky Gervais, but he's an American uh, citizen. Michael Gervais, he's been very successful in coaching sporting teams, and now he's bringing his – successful coaching um, patterns to the world of business I find he's very good Tim Ferris is very good I think Tim's uh, Tim's really great Um, Tom Ferry I mentioned before they would be probably the ones that I listen most to and uh, but I'm all the time because it's amazing you know when you kind of start listening to one somehow the internet finds out and sends you suggestions for other things and so forth so i think once you're in that space and you're googling different people and you're on youtube i find i go to youtube now and it's just kind of the things that it offers me up are like spot on because it becomes intelligent every time you watch a video it kind of learns your profile there is a guy i'll mention though on that and i'm just going to get the exact spelling of his name because i listen to him all the time it's tom bilio um i think the spelling is b-i-l-y-e-u but anyway if you go, oh yeah it is here it is B-I-L. Y-E-U, Tom Billio, he he does kind of 60-minute interviews and it's, it's it's audio and visual, it's on video. He would interview some of the most fascinating, amazing people that I've ever come across and, and many I've never heard of before, which is even more exciting because there's the same old, same old successful people that are always good to listen to, but you've probably heard their story and, and Tom Billio finds these people you've never heard of that have started companies and come from... You know different backgrounds, and and they're fantastic. So I, I'm I'm a bit addicted to him at the moment. And I, on my morning walk, I'll often just stick on YouTube and put it in the pocket of my hoodie as I'm walking around and just um and listen to him as well. So recommend between those guys, there's there's uh, there's a million.
2: That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Luke. I believe you got a listener question, and then John. Um, we're incredibly grateful for how much time you've given us. Um, then we're then we're some up and close. So thank you.
0: Yeah, now just, um, just wanted to touch on it, it is, uh, John mentioned it, it is scary how intelligent YouTube is where you're watching videos and then all of a sudden something else pops up to say, we recommend that you view this. And before you know it, you've, you've consumed a, a kind of a degree course in the space of, uh, of a morning um, with it. But um, again, if you have a problem, um, so if you want to, negotiation is your problem or overcoming objection, put that search term into youtube and see what comes up i'm sure there'll be lots of lots of value so um john what the listener question we have um and i'm sure a lot of uh business owners or office managers will be able to relate to this and the person's asked to be uh kept name free but um uh i'm having trouble motivating my team to keep prospecting for new business they're very keen for me to spend more money on trying to deliver leaflets in the local area trying to get valuations advertise extra money on rightmove uh, which is the equivalent of uh, realestate.com.au to attract uh, new clients Um, What would you recommend uh, we do in order to help get our staff to prospect our past and potential clients? What techniques would you suggest and that has worked within McGrath? Uh,
3: I've always always been a fan of 100 raving fans is is far better than marketing. Um, So a lot of our guys do leaflet drops, and I get that, but at the end of the day, you're the seventh one that's gone in the same letterbox the same day. So do they really separate you from the pack? Um, probably not. In fact, they end up annoying half the community. So I, I've never personally been a great supporter or believer in, in letterbox drops. I, I'm sort of person to person. So um, buyer servicing, so I know the buyers that I'm servicing are either potential sellers or they're, they're talking to potential sellers. They're in the workplace. The average person you meet's got 285 people in their circle of influence. They're you know, friends and relatives. So if you impress people, and as I said earlier, if you're spectacular, um, and, and you really care for people, you give a damn and they get that sense, there's probably up to 285 people they're going to kind of tell about their great news story because our industry is not full of great news stories. So I think from my perspective, it's it's um, networking, it's it's being spectacular 24-7, 365, wherever you go, looking after. And spectacular, by the way, is not to be misconstrued as showing off. It's, it's not at all that. It's, it's caring, it's listening, it's looking after people, it's being empathetic to people, it's following through on your promises. These are the things that being spectacular for me is all about. So I think if you're doing that and you're connected with people in your community and and in, in, in not just looking after everyone, but you should be doing that, but you will be able to identify people that are shot callers or movers and shakers or centres of influence in your community And sometimes they'll be the cafe owner. Sometimes they'll be the hairdresser. Sometimes they'll be the the lawyer that's been in town for 20 or 30 years. You you need to be able to add value to those people as well, not just ringing them up saying, do you have any leads for me? But what can you do to add value to their business? Can you refer people to them? Can you build a relationship? Can you take them a monthly market report and kind of have a coffee with them and just let them know what's happening in the real estate market? Um, you know, one of our top agents uh, a number of years ago, from, for many years, he's out of the industry now, but he used to meet with seven influencers a month, and they were the same seven, by the way. It wasn't seven different people every month. Same seven for an hour and a half, had a coffee, sat down, they'd each share a few insights on what's happening in their industry, and he said that he got at least six referrals a month from just that group of seven people. And he said, what did it cost? cost it cost a cup of coffee a month. You know, they used to go around different, they shared different offices, they'd go, someone would do the coffee run, bring the coffee in, they'd sit there for an hour and a half and they'd share what's happening in real estate or what's happening in the car industry or what's happening in banking and finance. So I think it's more about people than letterbox drops. Um, so I think, you know, there, there's probably a role and a place, but I think you have to get your people so they're not addicted to the letterbox drop because everyone else is addicted to the letterbox drop and everyone kind of feels and looks the same. And that's not going to make you incredibly successful. It might slightly and incrementally help your business. But if you want to go to a new planet, if you want to like 10X your results, 2X, 5X, 10X your results, you kind of need something that's more meaningful than just dropping another thousand leaflets in the damn letterbox and annoying all the people who don't like pulling down trees that our industry seems to do a lot of. So that would be kind of the mind shift that I would have. For, and, you know, hopefully whoever it is, they, they might just in a discreet way play this podcast in the next sales meeting without, without saying that with the person that put the question out. <laughs> I, I think that's what I'd be doing because, that, you know, you don't need to be spending money. Most of my most successful marketing activities have been, have cost almost nothing. It's about a good idea, well executed, with a lot of energy, that's what gets people's attention
1: brilliant thanks John you are often described as uh, the man in the the uh, in Australia who revolutionized real estate and spending an hour with you on this podcast I think it's quite clear for myself and my colleagues to, to see why Um phenomenal phenomenal advice um some some really great tips there um and on a side note i have to ask you uh, from from million dollar agent how's the sugar detox going
3: ah very very good so i'm now five weeks in thank you for noticing uh or listening uh on our podcast so five weeks in that was my like i've never drunk alcohol i've uh, never smoked and, and done drugs all that sort of stuff but sugar's been my addiction i like sweet things some like savory some like sweet so um since i've uh, last five weeks dropped six kilograms, um, feeling better than, than ever before. And it's amazing. You know, it's just you've got to make a decision and make a commitment. And for me, it was just kind of the time to do that. And I've got another three or four to go. Uh, my kind of goal was eight to ten. So, uh, yeah, no, it's going really, really well. So uh, And that's at the end of the day, that is the most important thing. You know, you can be the richest person in the cemetery. That's not a success as we all know. It's about, um, you know, looking after yourself first. So
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That. And I think one thing that comes across and will come across to our listeners as well is the discipline um, with which you approach every day. So um, from, from myself, uh, from Luke uh, over in Leicester and from Stephen in London, thank you very much for your time, John. It's been a pleasure. Thank, thank, you. thank you, John.
3: Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to coming and seeing you face to face or if you pop out to Eric again. but. I'd love to come across there and meet some of your colleagues and your listeners and see your offices. So uh, I promise I'll I'll look forward to looking you up when I'm heading over and and, uh, reciprocating the hospitality and the the kindness you've displayed to us. So thank you for having me on, and I look forward to um, catching up with you all soon. Thanks, guys. Thank Thank you, John.